Today, the Below Average Joe's MMA show present verbal sparring. The show where me and Dominic go head to head. We will not use our fists, however, we will use our words to try to defeat the other in word to word combat. Oh. <laughs> Trademark pending Sometimes, on that yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we may team up, and other times we may be at odds mm. with the likes of questions such as Jake Paul, is it good for the PFL? Who's more likely to reclaim their title, Adesanya or Usman? Mm. And the rumors of Bellator being up for sale, would you rather see them on network TV or on a streaming service? Mm. All this and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Thank you for joining us for the... How many times have we done verbal sparring oh, now? We we had a lot. Well, a lot. Well, I mean, I know it used to be. <laughs> I, well, I was about to say the episode number, and I'm like, wait a minute, they don't. This isn't an episode number. Uh, verbal sparring's been around a while. Uh, it has. Formerly called uh, Reddit Roundtable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we changed the name to Verbal Sparring. I think it's uh, a needed change, but regardless. <laughs> I think we've done verbal sparring as that has been the name probably like five or six times now. So, so. Um, so that means we've probably done this over double digit times, I would say overall. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you guys, if you've been around for a while, you kind of know what this concept is. Me and Dominic, we're going head to head or we're teaming up, whichever. Mm-hmm. But basically we have a list of questions that we have found out there from you in the community. We, go out into the world we search on twitter instagram facebook tiktok reddit the -hmm. internet Mm -hmm. everywhere and anywhere that you can find the youtube comments Mm -hmm. what a cesspool that is but yeah can be we find it we try to find a solid group of questions that the mma community is wondering about and we're here to give you the answers yes the end all be all your question ends here there's no need for another opinion. It's like when the doctor tells you like that lump on your balls ain't nothing, and you're like, ooh, I think I should get a second opinion. Nope, we're telling you there's nothing wrong with that lump on your balls. We're, we're the end-all be-all. What a comparison there to start today's show. <laughs> um, but Dominic, uh, it's good to be back here with you. Me and you have actually, if you're not aware, um, me and Dominic have both been pretty busy boys Yes. On the YouTube scene, even if it might feel like things on this specific show have maybe, obviously with the lack of events, have not been mm-hmm. the most lively. But that's because me and Dominic have both started our own separate ventures under the Below Average Joe's banner. Yes. So Dominic, uh, Battling for Bogey Episode 1, or the first episode of Battling for Bogey, released on Battling for Bogey's very own YouTube channel. Wednesday, and then yesterday, uh, on this channel, the Below Average Joe's, my This Weekend in Sports podcast uh, launched, and so far, so good. Yes, amen. Yeah, so excited with to just kind of get it going. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. I was telling Dom off recording. I got a lot of improvements I'm excited to make going into the second week, but just happy to kind of get it out there. I've been planning for so long, and Dominic has too. He's had all these episodes in the bank, mm-hmm. just just sitting on it. Yes. So it's just it feels like a weight's off the shoulders to just kind of get it out there, get it going. Yeah, it's out there. The content expansion has begun. It's a big year for the Below Average Joes in 2023. What way to kick start the new year with new forms of content? And we're finishing the first week of the year with verbal sparring. Dare I say it's a perfect week, Noah. I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, we will be a week away from MMA action returning with uh, mm-hmm. Nasardine Imavov. 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 <laughs> Taking on Kelvin Gastelum in the main event next Saturday. But um, you guys will actually be getting two episodes that week because next yeah. Monday, mm-hmm. go ahead and just say it now, have another retro uh, <laughs> cage side rewind. I, always, I don't know why I want to say retro rewind, cage side rewind, mm-hmm. where me and Dominic go future to the back and we review an MMA card from the past, present, or future but mostly to past. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, we will not say what that card will be. You have to tune in to find out. But uh, we recorded ahead of time, so good on us, right, planning yep. ahead. Of course. But I'll be on the lookout for that on Monday. And then, of course, Friday, your regular, regularly scheduled programming with the weekend preview will be back. Yes. A lot's happened. A lot's yeah. happened this week. Uh, maybe some things that were almost kind of – like, whew, dodge yeah. the bullet talking about that one. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of this shit, man, it ain't pretty. And, like, you got the shit, like, Anthony Rocco Martin's trying to burn down the fucking Ali Abdel. Yeah, that. like, what's going on with that? Like, yeah. coming after Kayla? Yeah. I'm I, on. It's been a... Can't come after work. Middletown, Ohio's finest. Listen, man, we're six days into 2023, and there's been more drama, I feel like, this year than the past six months in MMA. It's been insane. Yeah, you got the Dana White video coming out, and then the only response has been that TBS has pushed back his Power Slap League one week. I'm like, man, I'm like, it's just kind of crazy. Like, what was funny about that, but and we'll get into this, it's the situation not very funny, but... In terms of the aftermath, there were some articles coming out saying, like, ooh, TBS might cut ties completely with this whole power slap league. We knew it was supposed to start here soon. And we were kind of like, oh, shit. Like, could there be some sort of breadcrumb trail or ripple effect where this is kind of the start? Mm -hmm. And then maybe he has some sort of punishment in his job as president of the UFC. I saw these articles saying that, and not even like two hours later, they announced they were pushing it back one week. One, one week. week. So, yeah. You know, who knows? Uh, interesting. But, yeah. anyways, that's not why we're here. We're here to go through the list of questions that uh-huh. we have for today. Um, tune in next Friday if you want to know more about those kind of issues. This is uh, verbal sparring. Yeah, we like to get heated, but we like to keep things a little more. I don't know what's the word light uh, a little yeah, more. Yeah, not a ton of news on these shows either. Yeah. You know, so next Friday, and and be aware that next Monday when we're going through, um, that uh, Cage Side Rewind that that was recorded before everything that's happened this week. Yeah, so. that was before everything. <laughs> so uh, just be aware of that. I'm not sure if we even say anything regarding 
yeah. any of the individuals involved, but just know that. Um, but Dominic, are you ready to get into it? I think I've gotten everything out of the way I needed to say. I am, and the first question is breaking news piece from the day we're recording this. <laughs> so this is gonna yeah, be so I guess uh, saying we don't break news on here is, uh, <laughs> but you know, this is this is going to be a little bit of a fun one because Dominic, our good friend Jake Paul, yeah, is officially signed to the PFL. I'm not going to lie, when I woke up to this, our good friend Jake sent this in our group chat on Twitter. Yeah. I, I had to rub out the eyes, I had to go yeah. take a piss, and I'm, I came back to it, and I'm like, man, I really there. did read that, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the question is, Dom, I'm going to keep it simple. I'll let you go into whatever direction you want to go, because there's a lot of details in, the, in this contract, maybe some that we don't even know as of now. But basically the question is, is this a good move for all parties involved? Yeah, this is a lot to unpack here. I, I went to read, it was a New York Times article, it was like the initial article too, which I thought was interesting. So he has signed with the PFL to be in the super fight division, you know, that their pay-per-view division that they're starting mm-hmm. in 2023. He's also has an official role with the company. I have it pulled up just so I don't screw anything up too bad. Head of fighter advocacy. That is his fancy title. Uh, it says, though, he's going to post on social media about the PFL to all of his followers and such like that for league strategies and whatnot for pay-per-views, yada, yada, yada. What struck me, though, the most was that it was kind of, and I'm paraphrasing here from this article, but they kind of mentioned that, and this was on the PFL side of the deal, the Super Fight League wasn't necessarily, they're not aiming to get the biggest names on their rosters together like a lock name versus burgos or kayla versus whoever right they're more so just worried about bringing in people with big names and putting them on the card hence why they signed jake paul here and i found that very interesting and it makes me a little worried noah because i was under the intention last year that this super fight division was gonna be the biggest and best fights that they could put on as possible and yes i'm sure they will still do that to a certain extent but if they're also just going to sign random one-offs or bring in influencers that have boxed and now want to try mma i that's where i don't like the direction that it could go here um i don't hate this though for jake paul at all i mean what is this this guy has been talked about so much in the mma space and the fact that he has an official deal and job with the pfl he is going to compete and he even stated he wants to box nate diaz and then turn around four to six months later and compete with Nate Diaz in MMA on a offered PFL him Super the contract. Yes, and offered a contract to him. <sighs> wow. So I just spit off a lot of things there. There's a lot of directions we can take this question. But all in all, is this a good move for all parties? I'm going to say yes until proven guilty, Noah. And you probably didn't expect me to say that, but now I'm just ready mm. to hear what you say. I th- I'm surprised we're on the same page with this one. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I actually, I actually might go a step further than you. Okay. Um, I, I, let me tread lightly though. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot that still needs to be, I think, wait and see a little bit. But that's obviously mm-hmm. not what we're doing here. We want to go out on a limb, put ourselves out there. I think it's more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think I think this is a pretty much can't 
I keep going back and forth as I'm talking. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which party benefits more regard. Like, who do, who do I think has the higher ceiling of making out well in this deal? Part of me wants to say it's PFL because mm-hmm. you signed, dare I say, the biggest active name in combat sports. Um, that kind of hurt to say, but I mean, it's, I, uh, yeah, hurt to hear. But... At least, uh, at least the guy that's being talked about the most, he has the, yeah, you know, a lot of clout on social media. You know, he mm-hmm. has a lot of pull in that direction. So having him who has, whether we like it or not, he's proven he can beat older MMA fighters who were once great, like Anderson Silva, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley. After the Anderson Silva win, I said I'm done kind of throwing the shade at him. You know, Like, I understand Anderson was old, but you beat Anderson Silva, who had still shown to hold a good yeah. account of himself, even at his age in a boxing ring. Can't really say anything. So yep. since he's kind of proven to at least be somewhat talented given his relative inexperience and lack of time doing this, I think it makes – I really think the PFL can't lose in this deal. Yeah. I could be wrong because truthfully, the I think where me and you differ the most is you were worried about – you know, what this means for that PFL pay-per-view super fight division. Mm-hmm. Kind of the legitimacy of yeah. that yeah. division. Right. Truthfully, I see what you're saying, but I was very concerned at all that they were implementing this because mm-hmm. I looked around at the roster and I said, who is really going to be carrying the the bulk of these cells here, these sales, yeah. these these buys yeah you know is it a guy like anthony pettis is it brendan lockman is you know is it kayla harrison like yeah the pfl tried with their finals i don't think it i don't know how it went but i'm just gonna assume that not a ton of people bought it at the price right. and yeah yeah what not so i think this is kind of a necessity for the pfl if they actually want this idea of a pfl super fight pay-per-view division to work at all because mm-hmm. i'm sorry as much as i want to see brendan Lockney versus shane burgos and hopefully it is on a pretty big card i don't think that fight's selling i don't know i don't think it's selling 60 70 000 buys yeah yeah i mean it's i just don't think it is so in terms of the legitimacy i get what you're saying like it being like just a legitimate aspect of their high level sport it feels mm-hmm. more like a sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think them I don't think they will be affected too much by, you know, I don't think people will get too held up on the fact that well, if you watch PFL, you know, they just have all these sideshow fights like nobody there's no real fighters there. Like I don't know if people are really going to get held up on that. Like yes, even if the biggest fights they get put on pay-per-view aren't really the highest level of fights. You still have an entire season. You still have the Challenger Series, which I hope is better this year. If you're yep. over in Europe, you got PFL Europe as well. Yep. So very true. there's a lot that the PFL is doing that caters to the hardcore fans and those 
those diehards, those people that want more MMA in their life. But then you also just have something for more of your casual side and people that would be willing to shit out money. You know Jake Paul, like him or not, is probably going to bring a lot of eyes to this product. And I think it's a can't-lose deal for PFL. The only thing that could get interesting is the PFL, I'm pretty sure, part of this deal is they're giving 50% of the revenue from these cards to the fighters. Yep, the super fight division. Yep. Which I think we should be celebrating and excited about. But I also recognize this is like the first, one of the first times we've seen this in MMA. Yeah. And my only concern is, is this the first time we're going to see it? Or one of the first times for a reason? Like, is this just truly... Like, as much as grief as we've given Dana White and the UFC brass for, you know, always kind of keeping their pay to like under that 20% of revenue or whatever it is. Are we going to find out that really that's kind of the key to having Mm -hmm. a a business that can be so massive and really carry the sport? You know, can an MMA promotion really afford to have a model similar to one of the big sports in the world? We're going to find out. That's the only thing I think that could fuck up this deal for the PFL is if it just, isn't financially in their interest to really do it. But um, for Jake Paul, I don't see why this would hurt him at all either. Of course, you have the... I'm not even so sure, Dom. I'm not confident that we will ever actually see him compete in PFL. You know, I'll say this, at least. If he does, to be honest... Him even, regardless, win or lose, and I would expect him to lose to a vast majority of people that he would potentially go up against in MMA, he's him going out and just competing, choosing to compete in an in, in MMA fight does say a lot. And I would have never really imagined myself saying that until right now. Like, if he steps in that cage with anybody or even like Nate Diaz, the fact that he's doing it and that it's not all talk anymore, I kind of just can't even hate on the guy anymore. I'm having a hard time trying to find. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Be careful saying that, Dom, because you know that there's a chance the PFL's going to announce his debut fight and it's going to be against a guy with like a with phase in his name or fucking Mister Disrespect or whatever. Well, yeah, see that that's the problem, right? Yeah. I don't want like, an MMA fight with an influencer. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, I I could really see that being the direction they go. What I mean by I'm not confident that he'll really ever fight in the PFL is part of this deal is he's sort of a promoter for the PFL. That's sort of yeah. like yeah. his title he's being given. He got I'm equity sure he stake gets, in the company too. Yeah, that and you know, he's promoting these fighters on his social media, promoting these fights. He's sort of being hired as like a promoter. Yeah. And I actually wonder if that's gonna really be what his legacy is with the BFL, whatever legacy that might be, that he is going to really hmm. be more in that capacity. And I'm not sure if we'll ever actually see him compete in MMA. I I, I think the intention is for that to happen but you know if nate diaz doesn't end up taking that deal that two fight deal for boxing and then mma in the smart cage of the pfl you know who do you give jake paul i saw anthony pettis said he'd welcome him i saw darren darren win who recently got released he came out and said you know surely he can beat me the shortest light heavyweight in history Yeah. yeah but um 
I, I don't think those are the kind of guys that are obviously going to get that fight. I think it's going to be some motherfucker with the name FaZe or yeah. like, I don't know, like I said, Mr. Disrespect or whoever. Right. Like that's, right. I, I don't see who else you're going to have some influencer or some, like that's going to be, maybe you get KSI and the, the MMA. I don't know. I, he, who knows? Cause I mean, he's, I mean, he, to his credit, he's not really done that in boxing as much. Like it started that way, but yes, you could poke holes in most of his wins, but the Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley, Anderson Silva, I mean, they are at least legit combat sports athletes. Yeah. Yeah. I I do I don't know if that like can that can he really bring that to an MMA field though like was he gonna is he gonna do the reverse is he gonna start challenging washed up boxers into hey, an MMA. MMA fight that would actually be pretty funny honestly that would be a pretty good troll by him if like I don't know I, I wish I had like a name off the top of my head like you know some MMA some really good boxer. Yeah. who is now in his late 30s, early 40s, who's not nearly what he once was, and he just gives him a bag to come fight him in an MMA fight, and he just wrestle-fucks the shit out of him. Like, who, I was the, totally uh, see that. who was the boxer that Connor had beef with? Maybe he'll call him out in an MMA oh, fight. Oh, yep. Yeah. How do I say Mosh I don't know how to say his last name. I forget how to yeah. say his last Pauly. name. but There it is. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So... All in all, I, I'm surprised. Me and Dom both kind of saying that this is probably going to be good for for them. Um, it, it, I think there's some skepticism on how we will personally enjoy his mm-hmm. contribution. But I've said on here before, Dom, even when I started giving him some props as as a boxer, I kind of would still, you know, when, when the, that whole beef with Dana was going on, and I mean, it still kind of is, but... When he released the diss track and, you know, he's talking about this or that, talking about starting a fighters union. You know, I came on here and I said, people, don't be surprised if you never hear about it again and he's not about yeah. it and he's just about himself and blah, blah, blah. I still am skeptical that he of where his true intentions lie, but yeah. I can't deny that he's not doing stuff that's helping the fighters, whether or not he has a a benefit of doing it or not is kind of irrelevant because if it's helping those fighters then good on them i guess yeah i'm intrigued you know he's surely going to be on like their first regular season card of the year on tv and they'll have him speak or something like that so yeah we'll keep an eye on it or at least in the crowd or something yeah Yeah, i could totally see that man i if you showed me and you the first time we talked about jake and we were like so reluctant to even talk about him yeah that was over a year ago if you yeah. showed those two guys this clip boy they they would they be fucking gorgeous yeah. bamboozled yeah um, but yeah. we'll move on to question two dom this is an interesting question this kind of ties into dominic's <laughs> yeah. battling for bogey i like what you did uh, here. in his new show so dominic we're talking about uh this idea that a fighter could get a do-over um, mm-hmm. as they call it in golf a mulligan yeah yeah. And here's kind of the groundwork here. So the question is, who is one fighter that you wish could get a mulligan? Yeah. Basically meaning, who is a fighter that you think if you gave them another chance in a certain fight, that things mm. would go different? That's kind of where I'm going with this one. And you, and if you want to go a step further, if you need more elaboration, 
let's say that that fighter who lost, because presumably we're going to both pick someone who lost a certain fight that was winnable or whatever for them, they have the knowledge of that first fight, so they were able to make the adjustments going in the second time to hopefully get the win. So now that I've kind of laid it out that way, you seemed a little surprised. Almost like that's not exactly where you thought I was going with that. No, I'm glad you actually went this route because at first I was worried about like an entire career getting a do-over. Oh. Um, but now I like this question much more yeah. and it's easier to think. I think of options. And um, like I try to do on these segments as much as I can, it's not all the time, but for a lot of questions I try at least to, the first thing that comes to my head is what I will say. And you're going to be shocked here because it goes against my favorite fighter of all time. But I just want to say Chael Sonnen getting submitted by wow. Anderson Silva in the fifth round. If he gets a mulligan, if he gets to do that over with the knowledge of the threat of the BJJ on the ground after <laughs> dominating that fight the whole time and Chael Sonnen becomes the champion and dethrones Anderson then, I really wonder what could have been of Chael in terms of superstardom, in terms of like Anderson's run. Would he have... Would Anderson have won the rematch still um, and got his title back? Then does it set up a trilogy and then it's going to a massive trilogy fight for the history of the UFC? I don't know. I just, that was the first thing that came to my head. I'm stunned, but that's what I'm going to go with. I hate, I really hate to give you a fact that's going to kind of ruin this for you. Oh, son of a bitch. I hate to be that guy, Dom. You know me. It's I don't like, like to the be Angela that Hill guy. math problem from a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chael Sonnen popped for PEDs after this fight. Oh, Lord. So he would have got stripped so, the title. So he would have won, been stripped, and then I believe if, if – the I'm assuming he tested positive for his post-fight drug test. So let's say he wins the title. He pops. That means the title would have went back to Anderson Silva. Back Do you still we're... go with that, though? Because at least, like – that makes the rematch all that more intriguing. Like Anderson still mm. walks away with the title somehow, but he has to go up against the guy who beat him for five rounds handedly. Yeah. I'm still going to go with has it to come still. back and, you know, has to go off the juice and right. And can well, they win? I think Chael I think, I think went right back on it, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to go with it just because okay. it's something I wouldn't have expected myself to say. I'll still go with it. But damn, the irony there is actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, when I got this question on here, I really thought of one fighter, and I've kind of stuck with that. Uh, I haven't thought about too many other options that are maybe some better options out there. I'm going to go with Cody Garbrandt against TJ Dillashaw the first Oh, time. that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, Cody is a guy that we hold near and dear to us, Ohio guy. When me and Dominic really started getting into the sport, UFC 203, our first event in person, we met Cody. He did like, he was at part of this, uh, like fan expo outside of what was known as Quicken Loans Arena at the time in Cleveland. And he became the champion just four months later. And one of the biggest surprises of, I believe that was still 2016, and then his first title defense is in that blood feud with TJ Dillashaw, and that was huge such fight. a such a huge fight on the, one of the biggest cards ever, UFC 217. Yep. Cody looks great in round one. He drops TJ at the very end of the round. TJ mm-hmm. looks dazed. 
you're thinking, okay, Cody's going to come out here in round two and finish the job. But Dominic, he got into his own head. He 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 started seeing red as he has done time yep. and time again. He came in without any sort of defense. TJ Dillashaw caught him. Cody was not able to recover. Got finished. Obviously, they rematched immediately after. He got finished again. And then Cody's career's kind of, you know, yeah. it's not been yeah. great really since then. And it's a shame. We met him again at UFC Columbus. And yep. Such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, at least he seems to be uh, from the small com- <laughs> small right. conversations we've small had combos. with him. But uh, seems like a nice guy. He's the kind of guy I root for. Mm-hmm. I, I I I think back to when he won the title and he had that uh, that kid Maddox, that was going yep. yeah that had cancer and mm-hmm. he was crying wrapped the belt around his waist and stuff. I think about stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, I wish this was a guy. You know, not nothing against T.J. Dillashaw. I know a lot of people hate his guts, whatever. <laughs> right. It's not even. It's not even that I dislike T.J. that much. It's that. Yeah. I just a guy like Cody. I'd like to see get a another chance to try to make that a real title reign and really cement his legacy in, in the bantamweight division. Yeah, because then you know, with a mulligan like that that we're using, it it just changes the trajectory. Look at the way the division's been. But if he beats TJ, they probably don't mm. rematch. And then, like, who would have came next for Cody at that time? And then does Cody win again? And, like, you know, when that happened, it really did kind of change the past, what are we at now, like five years, basically, mm. of uh, this division. It's been wacky ever since kind of all of that happened and that rivalry. So that is a good one. That's a really good one, Noah. Can I give you a second one that's, like, really sure. – it's going to break our brains a little bit to think about how much this would change because we're going back okay. to the beginning. Oh, boy. Ken Shamrock against Hoist Gracie at UFC 1. The entirety of the company has changed, yeah. I would. I still would probably favor Hoist Gracie, but, yeah. you know, if Ken Shamrock knew – what happened in that first fight and he had a chance to do it over again. And he is such an athletic freak, you know, could he somehow make the adjustments yeah. and win that? And what would that do what for the UFC, do? which was started as essentially a commercial for Gracie jiu-jitsu? Yeah. I mean, the whole event, they might not have ever done it again. If great, if, if Hoist loses at UFC one, I don't think there's ever a UFC two. Is that because uh, Hoist's dad was one of the, I don't know, owners or promoters, whatever. Yeah. He's one of the top yeah. guys in in this event. So Damn. if his if, if he's he's obviously trying to get everybody set, you know, Gracie Jiu Jitsu. They had tables outside the arena for you to sign up for Gracie yeah, Jiu Jitsu classes. classes. I mean, it was clearly a commercial, and it worked. And jiu-jitsu exploded in the United States. And look at it now. But what, what, yeah. but what would have happened if if Ken Shamrock, who obviously looked like the heavy favorite to win that whole tournament, yeah. if he wins that fight? It almost would have made the whole sport of jiu-jitsu a little like less respected. Like, where's the sport of I don't jiu-jitsu think, now? I don't think... I don't think it explodes in the United States. I don't think you get a UFC 2. I think Ken Shamrock winning that fight could potentially set back the trajectory of the UFC and MMA in the United States in general generations. Generations, Noah said. Like I like like Ken Shamrock, I think that would have done a lot for him. 
He yeah. obviously went on to be in WWE and stuff. And if he could say he was the winner of the Ultimate Fighting Championship tournament, the yeah. Yeah. the only one that ever existed, like you know, he might have just become like a movie star or whatever. Um, but I just think about that, like how much that could have changed things. Maybe I'm being dramatic. Maybe they would have been like, well, no, we need to get Hoist Redemption in UFC 2. And yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe it ends up actually making MMA become bigger, faster. Maybe people buy into a rivalry right away. I don't know. I That's crazy. I tend to think, though, I, it's just interesting to think about what, what could have been. The, the tinfoil hat went on a little bit there. No, I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, exactly. Uh, question number three. Mm-hmm. We had two pretty big upsets or big surprises in the title picture this year. To put it lightly, I'd say. Um, yeah. Probably more than that. But the two that were the most surprising had to be Leon Edwards. Yes, I understand everybody. He probably should have won the hot mic category. <laughs> yeah, right. It's we okay. gave him a lot of categories. Yeah, he, he could have won to, all eight awards, I'm pretty sure. No, we just tried to spread it. the love. We just tried <laughs> to spread the love, guys. We're so sorry. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Leon Edwards' head kick knocks out Kamara Usman. And then Alex Pajera in round five knocks out Israel Adesanya. So the question, Dom, is who is more likely to reclaim their title in a rematch? Israel Adesanya against Pajara or Kamara Usman against Edwards. Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at the two fights, I find that it's difficult for me to choose Adesanya. I feel like I almost mm. have to pick Kamara Usman. Yes, both were winning the fights. I understand <clears> that. <throat> but it's the dynamic and the fight styles. There's a drastic difference here because Kamaru was handedly relatively handily i know leon won round one but he was winning that fight and he just he had the wrestling to fall back on if he really really wanted to press it more than what he even did in that fight when you look at izzy and alex they're both kickboxers alex now has beaten izzy in a stand-up fight let's be quite frank that's what happened it wasn't an mma fight that ufc 281 it was a striking kickboxing match and alex beat him Again, and he's three and zero against. Izzy. Are you really telling me Izzy's takedown in like round four wasn't <laughs> MMA? I forgot that one. You're right. You're right. That one no, happened, I'm just yeah. kidding. It was. It, I get what you're saying though. But yeah, I just, uh, uh, I just remember that. It, that's. I mean, things were getting crazy in that fight. So yeah. no, yeah. I'm not making fun of those guys. But boy, I was like, oof. Let's get back to the feet, fellas. What are we doing? I, I kept wanting to get the over one and a half takedowns. I remember yelling it now for <laughs> yeah, Izzy, but. Yeah. And then Alex even got a takedown. But take that aside, it, it's just two strikers that are so dead even. And it, I, I just I lean so much more Kamaru over Leon. Even though I think like Leon could very much so beat Kamaru in their trilogy fight should it happen next year, I would favor Alex Pajara much more to beat Izzy again and remain the champion. So I'll go Kamaru Usman here on this one. You know, part I do feel like stylistically, and then when you look at how the first fights went, you have to go with Usman. But the only factor, the only bone I'll throw in here is a little external factor. Usman has retirement on the mind. That's yeah, been you're right. You're that's right. been sort a of a, a thing. He's been talking about it for a while. Perhaps 
it's that thought of, you know, how many does he have left, thinking a little bit of one foot out the door that might have left that chin open in round five when, you know, the guy that was killing everybody two years prior may have saw that coming. I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. That might be a little too speculative even for me. But um, I I am going to go Usman. But I did just want to throw out there that the only thing that would worry me about Usman getting his title back is just that drive to get back to that position when, truthfully, he doesn't feel like he has a ton of time left anyways. Yeah, that's Like, fair. what is really that? I mean, yes, you want to get that win back because that's such a freaking devastating moment, such a huge moment, that head kick, knockout. You know, yeah. they said pound for pound, headshot, dead, that's it. As so many eloquently reminded us when we did not pick that in the hot mic category. But um, I guess I still think, though, that Usman stylistically has the advantage over Edwards. While Pahara, Adesanya, I actually might still favor Izzy to win a rematch with Alex, which might be crazy because Alex has now beat him three times yeah even in two different sports whatever but i still feel like usman i would favor heavier yeah like and, if, I, uh, if i were allowed to bet on mma i'd probably bet on <laughs> usman money line right for right. a second fight i don't think i'd bet on uh izzy money yeah line. you probably wouldn't want to touch that fight yeah yeah well that's fair i like that did you, did and, you have something you wanted to say sorry i, I was just gonna say i was just gonna say we should Fingers crossed, get both of these rematches here in 2023. So we're going to see if maybe both of them do it. Maybe one of them does it. Maybe, maybe just maybe neither of them do it. We're going to find out. Yeah, it's been interesting. I haven't heard like anything about Izzy Pajara, like nothing yeah. about that being run back, but I assume it will be. Yeah. I mean, it did just happen, I guess, like November, less than two so. months ago or around mm-hmm. two months ago. But uh, meanwhile, there's been some worries about Usman Edwards happening when they were planning to do it because yeah. Usman's hand. But then I saw, that. I saw Ali tweeted today that to put the rumors to rest that they're going to be ready to go and that fight is happening. That's in so, March, so that's that's big. Um, in London, man, too. Yeah. Woo. So I do hope that that fight really happens the way that we want it to happen at that event because, man, that is such a oh. big event to have that at. It would be really a damper. <laughs> If yeah. that got removed from that card, that would suck unbelievably. Oh. Yeah, it could be massive. It could be massive. Let's move on to question number four, Dom. This is one that we both had to do a little bit of digging on. We had to do our homework, our research. Yep, yep. This might be a future category for the Joeys. Don't be surprised Ooh. if this gets added. Oh, yeah. I petition it right here, I think. Number I mean, nine. we might. it's a little bit of copy in the MMA Hour, the Nose Awards. This is one oh, of their categories. That? But I just think that, like, considering how often we share these back every and week, forth, yeah, every week, and yeah. critique them, I feel like yeah. you almost have to. Yeah. Um, the question is, um, what was the best MMA poster of 2022? Yeah. So after going through all of our thumbnails, basically for YouTube for 2022, uh, scrolling through them, I think there were definitely a couple good ones. Maybe it was the color that popped, or just like the movie poster feel almost the suspenseful type feel. 
But I'm going to go with this one because the design was cool and the significance of the event. I'm going to go UFC Paris mm. uh, in September. Surreal gone. Taitu Ivasa, Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori uh, was the co-main. That did happen, right? I'm not blanking on if that fight happened or not. Because I, I have Whitaker Vittori, is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the co-main. <laughs> it's bad that I have to ask that because so many fights with those two guys get scrapped or canceled or flip-flop one way or <laughs> That's another. That's true. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I like that one. The event, for one, was incredible. It was the debut for uh, the UFC in Paris, headlined by my guy, Surreal Gone. The main event was sick, and the poster has the Eiffel Tower on it the French flag in the background. It's pretty dope, man. So I'm going to go with that one with all those factors involved. Yeah, that's a good choice. And I like that you took into account the significance of the event and that the poster was good. Because truthfully, Dom, I don't think we get a lot of good posters in MMA. It's hard to do a good poster, I'll admit it. Like, Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do look at these posters and I'm like, why do these fuckers make it so hard? Like... (laughs) Because they're doing all this extra shit that doesn't need to be there. They're putting the name in five different areas and Mm -hmm. half of the name is showing on the bottom. And like uh, sometimes they're making it look like they're, you know, they've come coming off of them. Oh boy. Like, I mean, it just, it gets really bizarre some of the posters you see. But when you get a good one, yeah, it really hits. It hits. Yeah. And, um, Truthfully, when I was going through all the MMA posters for this year, at least for the major events, I pretty much could take out any Bellator poster like right away. I yeah, mean, Bell- and really PFL as well. They neither one of them really liked to they do just too do kind much of, with them. Yeah, yeah. So really, you're looking at UFC, but Dominic, there is another. It's true. Um, so as much as I loved like UFC 271, Adesanya Whitaker too, I think that's a pretty fire poster. Yeah. Um, it feels very epic. Yeah. And, you know, even yeah. though the fight was fine, but nothing special, mm-hmm. it was definitely a highly anticipated main event. And I think that poster told a good story for that. Yeah. UFC Columbus behind Dominic, I thought was one of the best fight night posters of the year. UFC yeah. Paris as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to UFC 281. I like the Star Wars feel mm-hmm. of uh, Adesanya Pajera. And of course, you have Chandler Poirier on there, Anna Sparza Zhang. Yep. It's got great, great colors on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. That one's pretty cool. But my winner is an event we didn't even cover because <laughs> of the lull in events and holidays and whatnot. It was the New Year's Eve show that just happened between mm-hmm. Bellator and Ryzen. It was sort of dope. Um, that poster where you have the samurai and then you have like the Roman gladiator gladiator. Oh um, yeah, that was pretty epic. And really it was very simplistic. It's a shame you know? that I really didn't think the event was all that great in terms of the in ring action. Yeah. Um, I thought the fights left a little bit to be desired. I thought the actual pageantry or pomp or the, theatrics of it all were pretty cool yeah and and the poster was awesome but um yeah that's the kind of poster like i didn't love the event but i would hang that poster like in my wall on my wall i think that's pretty badass poster yeah i like that i like that no it was dope and what a surprise for a company like bellator to put that together i mean i don't think they i'm assuming that was a ryzen car ryzen had to have made that for sure (laughs) yeah it had to be bellator bellator would have put together their same fucking yeah. Red and black and red, black white. and white. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to be right. Oh, uh, that's funny. 
Number five. Okay. Another another homework question here. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all the unranked prospects that we in, that we like, Dom, mm. which of them do you think will take a massive leap in 2023? They some would say the massivest of leaps. The massivest of leaps. <laughs> oh, this is tough. We might even have to. Do you have someone on the brain? And I yeah, might have to like I can, think more. I can I can know. go and I can give you some uh, some choices after I go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who's ranked and who's not and all that. Part of my answer is obviously the skill level of this uh, gentleman. I think he's fucking awesome. But also part of this is the actual division he fights in uh, being not of the cream of the crop. And that's going to be Jailton Almeida. Oh, that's heavyweight. great. Yeah, that's Jailton Almeida heavyweight. I don't believe he's ranked. I think he's still unranked as of now, but... Uh, that dude is going to be a real problem at heavyweight. Not only is he a, an athletic specimen, he fills out well in the division. Uh, doesn't have much body fat on him, though. Like, he's absolutely ripped, just huge. And he's got great skills on the ground and his stand-up, great power. Uh, I think he kinda, he's got that kind of recipe, Dom, of like a future champion. He kind of reminds me of a more technical, like Nganu in some ways, where... He has this presence about him that's terrifying, that you don't want to fuck with this guy. But I think he's got the skills to back it up, and he can finish you anywhere and everywhere. Um, I'm excited to see him next. I, I don't know when his next fight is. He may have had a fight get canceled recently. There's been he a did. lot going on. He did, yeah. But um, that's my choice. I know you were kind of trying to look up some while I was yeah. talking. Did you? Is there anybody that's sticking out to you? Because I can give you a couple that I saw in my research that you might want to piggyback off of. Yeah, so I was trying to think of who's ranked and who's not, and also thinking of like some of the... Um, I know we didn't do this category for the Joeys, but like last year we had Newcomer of the Year, so I had right. people listed on there, and I was trying to think of some of them. Um, so maybe just selfishly from a fan perspective, but I really do believe in the guy. I have to go with Jack Della Madalena, Noah, yeah. and it's going to be a big test because he is reportedly fighting Randy Brown That's an awesome in fight. Perth, Australia on the pay-per-view card. Awesome that, fight. That fight is unreal and a very interesting dynamic for the show. Randy Brown. Yeah, Brown. I was about to say, I mean, what a dilemma for Dom because yeah. Jack, I mean, we both like Jack, but Dom is, is a Jack. Yeah guy yeah i don't know what his fan base is called he's a he is a he's a he's a we're the jack offs he's a jack off yeah that's (laughs) um meanwhile randy brown friend of the show yeah um, he he enjoyed us talking about his submission of the year during our second joeys Mm -hmm. where i legitimately legitimately developed covid in the middle of recording and Dominic, in that clip. Was, and Dominic was wearing a suit. So <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just uh so shout out to Randy Brown for yeah. just getting through that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go Jack. I, I really like Jack. He's an unreal boxer, an unreal striker, and uh, he does have to be tested. He has to be mm-hmm. tested with uh, these well-rounded guys, and Randy's one of them. Randy Brown is good everywhere. We've seen the improvements that he's made over the past few fights. Uh, that's an incredible fight. And if Jack can get past Randy Brown, that makes me believe exponentially more in him than I already do. A win over Randy Brown with the experience and the people that he has fought goes a long way. So I'm going to go with Jack Della Maddalena. There's a lot of really great young up-and-comers that came in last year, Noah, that can make huge splashes, I think, in 2023. 
Yeah, guys like uh, some of the other guys and girls that I was looking at was like Kayo Bahayo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tatsuro Tyra. A shout Dude. out to viewer of the channel, Vispian, who has yes. commented about Tatsuro even before he had made his debut, and he looks electric. And he's in flyweight too, bro. Oh, man. Uh, special That's mention to a guy I really like, but it's such a tough division, Terrence McKinney. Uh, yeah, I feel like you have to mention him, but it's a tough division. Same with uh, another guy that I really, I've really struggled to not give him this spot, but I think the division discrepancy is the reason. Bantamweight, Javid Basharat. Yeah, I think he, or does he fight this next week or his brother? One of the two fights. I think Javid's uh, fighting coming up, I, I believe yeah. so. But um, also for women, Natalia Silva Thank and you. Dominic been That's high on her. Uh, Yasmin Jaraguay, I believe was her name. Yep. Uh, she's yep. another good one. So those are some really tough up and comers that I think all can make big splashes this year for, to be honest with you. Yeah. Is a, well, wait, I'll look right here. I knew we were going to ramble a bit on this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Mohaev's ranked 14 now, but that was another guy last year. I think Michael Morales is an absolute. Oh yeah. Michael Morales. He only worries me. The only thing that worries me about Michael Morales, he is a tank. But, man, that last performance, he does leave his chin just wide yes. open. Yes, he And does. I do think he's going to get cracked at some point. But I do think that he does have a lot of potential. It's just, uh, man, that does worry me. I mean, you could mention Raul, Ra Raul Rosas Jr. Yeah. Yeah, true. He's, 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 he's one of those guys, though, when you're talking about making the biggest leap this year, I don't quite think he's going to get the fast track that maybe some people are worried he's going to get. I think they're going to play it a little slow with them i sure hope so noah There's i mean no i don't reason. i don't think we're gonna fall into like a sage Northcut deal no. with him i don't unless he just turns out to really not be as good as people want him to be because if you really be honest i mean is that kind of what happened with sage Northcut? like a lot of people are worried that they're gonna do what they did to sage but did they really fast track sage or did he just turn out to really <clears throat> like when you're fighting like mickey gall and you know, guys of that caliber, like, is that really fast tracking you considering you're, you have all this hype and you're yeah. winning all these fights? Like you kind of have to advance a little bit, right? Yeah. I feel like it was almost Sage's athleticism was like far superior to his actual skill set. Cause he was just such a freak athlete. And well, he was, a what was he? He was a, was he a karate guy or kickbox? He was, I he, think so. He was like a prodigy like and yeah. I'm, um, that's bad. I don't remember which one, but he was like a prodigy in whatever that that form was, and then it just seemed like the full game just wasn't really yeah yeah developed. Uh, didn't catch up. Whatever. I mean, please don't fast track Raul. He's eighteen. We yeah. He could fight five or six more times, and still we don't even need him in the rankings after those. If he goes undefeated and finishes all of them, like, okay, well maybe if he finishes all of them, but you get what I'm saying. There's no point to do it right now. Just, just give him the pat. Just give him the Patty Pimblet path, you know, just <laughs> there's the no, I remember. No, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't blame them for doing that with Patty. I'm Gradual just saying steps each fight. I think they did it right with Patty yeah. Pimblet, you know, yeah. do, could me. Patty make this list for you, Noah? No. No, <laughs> and I, and I hate the. I, I'm not trying to. We've we we've already said our piece about his last fight. Yeah, I was just curious. Um, you know. We've we've already said you know I I I got that off my chest, and now I can go back to saying I do like Patty Pimblet. 
I think he's a great personality. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that week had some weird stuff, the Ariel Hawani stuff. and Yeah, it was weird. You know, he didn't come off super great there. Right. But right. Um, I still like the guy. I still think he's very funny. I mean, we, we had a whole clip of us talking about what that doorbell video would do for a star power. I mean, that, yeah. that's the kind of weight that what he says carries at this point. But no, I do not think that. I, I still think his ceiling is like back half top 15, if that. So that's why I'm, I think we're reaching a point. I mean, it was the writing's on the wall after that Jared Gordon fight. Don't get me wrong. He could definitely um, prove me wrong in his next fight. But if they keep, if they push him a little bit even further ahead than Jared Gordon, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening there. Can I ask one more sub question of this category? I love this yeah, these types sure. of questions. Of all those people that we just mentioned, and I know we listed like our number one, right? But so I'm going to try and reword this. Essentially, not necessarily the ma- biggest leap in terms of skill set or competition, but like, are there anybody in that list that you think could reach like top 10, top five, depending on who they compete against, how many times they compete? I mean, it comes down to that, you know, they will have to compete a decent amount of times, but like, Look at a guy like Tetsuo Tire, for example. It's a slim division. Yeah. If he goes three and zero in twenty twenty three, he could put himself pretty close with the division. I don't know. I think I think Tyra and Almeida have the Alme- Almeida yeah. potential. He could, he could I think really catapult in. Big I think Almeida is going to be top ten by the end of this year. Yeah, and might honestly, even be further than that. No, he can do it in two weight classes too. That's the thing. That, Let us yeah. not forget. He's he's an, he's an absolute freak. So yeah. I I also would like to say that about either of those two women, but I it's hard to really predict because I've kind of said the same thing. Like for women's flyweight, you know, we've yeah. been talking about this this batch of up and comers, and yes, it looks like you know Aaron Blanchfield's really making a push, and you had Tyler Santos and stuff, yeah. but. Some of those other women, it feels like it's just like a snail's pace to get them to the top. Yeah. You know, like we've been talking about that division and how bright the future looks for like two years. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's like I, I don't know if like a Natalia Silva or Yasmin would get the fights necessary to really push them to the kind Far of enough. push that I think Tatsuro or uh, Jailton would get. Yeah, I like that. Nice. <clears throat> Uh, question number six, Dominic. We're going to be looking at retired fighters here, and I want you to name a retired fighter who is currently not involved as an analyst or commentator, but that you believe would be good in either role. Mm-hmm. So much again, I'm first thing that clicked in, I was going to say one guy, but he's actually not retired, so I have to not do that one. So the second name, technically. How about Funky Ben? Funky Ben Ashby. I bet okay. he could uh, add some expertise, obviously, especially mm. he's great at wrestling like and whatnot. That. He's been around for a long time, but he would also add a little Man. bit of spazzazz. No, he's got that funky personality. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. That's like a that. great answer. I was actually surprised. Who was your? Who were you going to mention that's still active? I was going to say Demetrius Johnson. I think he would be. Oh a, yeah, yeah. I great. thought of him as well, but yeah, I, that's why I wanted to make it retired. I mean, I guess you, it, it would be cheating to pick like a Chael Sonnen, right? Because yeah, he's kind of done it man. with Eagle. He's done yeah. like he's sort of done it. Um, this might be cheating as well because this guy is very much involved with an MMA promotion, but it's not in this capacity. It's actually he's one of the top dogs of that company, Rich Franklin. 
Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I think yeah. Rich Franklin, for kind of different, I mean, I think not that Ben Askren doesn't have like that analytical side, but what I imagine in Rich Franklin, he's a very eloquent guy. If you remember when he was at his best, the UFC were really using him because he was this eloquent, good-looking guy. He sort of broke the mold of what people back in the early to mid-2000s well, thought of a cage fighter. If I'm not mistaken, Noah, I'm pretty sure he was a school teacher. At yes, least he, he was. He so was a school teacher. Yeah. So they would have him go to he, – he, he had a lot of speaking engagements, basically, because yeah. the guy was really good with his words. Yeah. He's very analytical. You can tell he knows. He still keeps up with sports, still knows it. Mm -hmm. But he is one of the top guys over for one. Like yeah, he's, he's an executive for him. Yeah, he's an executive. So I think this would be kind of a downgrade for him in some ways. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I, – that was the first guy I thought of. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I would um, have really liked to see. Man, dude, as you think, I just got to say, selfishly, mm -hmm. man – I'd love to see Rich back with the UFC to do something like that. I know. He, that was I a know. guy from Ohio, like the OG dude from Ohio. Yeah. And uh, one of the my best in the world him. at the time. Yeah, yeah my man. My dad's met him. Didn't even be... know he was one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah crazy. that would be a cool moment. <sighs> Is there anybody? Um, I mean, Henry was good during his Eagle FC stuff, but he's like in USA. He was okay. I, he, he did stumble quite a bit, but I mean, he was new to it. Um, Rashad's done it, hasn't he? Hasn't Rashad's Rashad? done it, yeah, yeah. With the UFC. Um, I mean, honestly, people aren't gonna want like to hear this one, but I think John Jones might be pretty good at that. John would be good. I mean, if, if it's a great fighter, they're gonna be great at breaking down. But I, I'm thinking of someone who like, has an ability to speak on a microphone that like mm -hmm. has a good talking ability, who is also knowledgeable about sport. And anytime, look, I understand John Jones will probably never be given that type of role, but I can't deny the fact that I think he meets that criteria. Yeah. Yeah. He would be really good. I think really cool to listen to speak as far in terms of active fighters. They got to get Michael Chandler, like some sort Michael of Chandler like definitely that. has to, I want Anthony Smith to do actual commentary right. rather than yeah. pre-fight. Agreed. Agreed. That's uh, why I kind of made it to where you couldn't pick yeah. like someone who was an analyst. Cause yeah. he's, I don't know if that's what his role is considered, but you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, question number seven. Getting there. Getting there. Yep. We only got two left. Dominic, there are rumors circulating. We've been hearing them for a little bit. Ariel actually uh, brought it up on his show, I believe, Monday or Wednesday, one to two. There are rumors that Bellator may be up for sale. Yeah. You know, they've been with Showtime for a few years now, and before that they were with zone and I think before that they were, I don't know what they were doing before that, Spike TV maybe. Um <laughs> So because of that, Dom, if they were to be sold, I just want to know what you would prefer, that they end up on network television or on a streaming service. Think of the the upside and downside to either of those options for your personal enjoyment of the product. I, I mean, well, considering I have a lot of these streaming services, I guess it wouldn't be too crazy. But personally, I mean, it'd be cool to have them on network television. Mm. Um I'll say I kind of want to go say two things here, but for the streaming service and network television, I would prefer television. But if it were a streaming service, I would prefer it to be on Peacock. Noah, I think Peacock mm. is actually a really good platform. They do uh, live football games for the yep. NFL. They have the WWE catalog on there and live events that you can watch. It's the cheapest one, but it's arguably one of the best ones. They do a lot of stuff with sports. 
So I think that would be cool if Bellator were to go to a streaming service, other than obviously Showtime if they leave there. Um, and I just want to bring this up. I wish I remembered who I saw tweet this on Twitter. So shout out to you if you're somehow listening to this. But um, they kind of proposed this big grand scheme that if Bellator would be sold, imagine, and this is, it's not, it wouldn't happen, I don't think. But if you look at the PFL and how crazy and wild they get with wanting to experiment, and we've already mm -hmm. talked about them here on this show, if they were to somehow purchase Bellator, combine those rosters, and actually, again, they're not going to be able to, it's hard to say there's going to ever be a legitimate like threat to the UFC or competition, but damn, wouldn't that be cool to have those rosters absorbed as one big roster mm -hmm. in the talent pool that they would have? I mean, that would be, I think, fantastic if Bellator would actually sell and if PFL were to actually do that, which I think some of the execs over the PFL they like to take chances so yeah. i can see it but obviously it's unrealistic but you know i just want to give a i shout don't out to that i tweet. don't i do not think it's that unrealistic maybe i'm crazy i know they just gave a bag to jake paul <laughs> yeah but be cool man but dude i i kind of hope that's what happens because i don't think i don't think the end goal here is for the pfl to take over like i don't think that's really the realistic goal right it's not to for them to become the number one MMA promotion. But who, why can't we have a legitimate number two? Yeah. Who is not like a Bellator level, but like, I mean, why can't they be almost as big as the UFC? Like, why yeah. can't there be two big promotions? Yeah. Because let me tell you, what I think would really benefit from that, obviously, that, that makes their roster just. Oh, man. So much better and bigger mm -hmm. and deeper. But also, Dom, the PFL product is so much different. Uh, feels a lot different. You have yes. the season format. Yes. The million dollars on the line. And then you now you have this idea of like the super fight pay-per-view division, which could be really interesting for some of these fights. Because basically what would happen is if they bought Bellator, they'd have to commit to holding shows all year. Yes. I just think that would be, which I would be all for. Yes. You still do your season format, and the people that want to do that can commit to that, but you can have other fights, other cards. And how much have we said that for PFL? Around the year, including That's what some missing. of these super fights, these uh, pay-per-view cards that they've been talking about. Yep. Why can't they do that? Um, I know it's a lot. You got the Challenger Series. You got PFL Europe. But those are like, those are uh, farming grounds for right. bringing in prospects, you know? Have like two massive kind of ongoing. You got the the season, and then you got that pay per view format. And you could even do other side cards like outside of that. Yeah. yeah, they could have two to three legitimate cards a month. And it's different enough for the fighters. It gives the fighters another outlet, so they have more. When they go to the negotiating table, they have more pull because they're like, well, if you don't give me what I want, maybe these guys will. Yeah. But also, the PFL does have that offer of you can win a million dollars at the mm -hmm. end of this season. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they may not have the talent of a UFC, but that will attract a Shane Burgos or a whoever yeah. that or Tiago Santos, guys like that yep. who can kind of who kind of see the writing on the wall for their career in the, in the UFC, but could still be real threats in a promotion like the BFL. I hope that's what happens, mm. but 
if that did happen, the only thing I I think there could be some shady shit though, Dom. That if if when it comes to business, you know, the UFC on ESPN Plus, PFL's been on UFC or ESPN Plus. Yes. Yeah. They've been coexisting on there, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the UFC doesn't really view the PFL as a threat. Right. What happens if that purchase is made? Yeah, I they would be on the UFC same. would be like, you got to get these guys yeah. out of here. Yeah, I agree. But why couldn't they go to a Peacock or yeah. one of these others? I mean, Peacock does have Combate, but, you know. I thought that was Paramount. Or I think you're right. It is Paramount. Yeah, you're Peacock, right. Peacock, PFL, PP. Yeah, Peacock, I guess, doesn't have anything. So put yeah. it on there. There you go. Telling you. And, and, I, what, and there, it's some, actually, to go back to my original question, because really, I was going to say streaming service, and it's because I want the full library of Bellator cards on Oh, that's a good point. Service. That's a good point. I mean, wouldn't it be cool? Like, I'm not saying I'd ever watch all of them. I would like to think so. I've done it for <laughs> the UFC. But it's they frustrating it. because when I've tried to go back and watch old Bellator cards, they have some available on, like, YouTube, on their YouTube channel. But it's really hard to find, like, old ones. I bet, yeah. And it, and I, there may be some, some sort of wall, like, in the licensing of, like, who yeah. they were owned by at the time for that to ever happen. But... It would be really cool if they had like a WWE format on Peacock. But yeah, that would Bellator be Bellator yeah. library. You can go back multiple years and yeah, mm. I think that'd be pretty sick. I think we just had a pretty cool business meeting here live yeah. on camera. I think so too, <laughs> Dom. So shout out to us. Question number eight. Speaking of WWE, oh yeah, a good way to finish. So WWE has produced multiple pretty big movie stars over the years dom and obviously yeah. their format leads to that a little bit more there's a little bit more acting involved mm-hmm. uh, guys like the rock john cena dave yeah. batista yeah. have made that leap into superstardom outside of wwe i just want to ask you who in mma has the highest potential to be a movie star <laughs> mm, okay i mean there's an obvious answer here right well, and he's getting his start, right? Um, if we're talking to Connor, I'm assuming you were going to say Ooh, Connor that McGregor. wasn't who I was going to say. Uh, oh, that I, that's actually probably a more obvious because he's going to be in the Roadhouse than, movie. Yeah, but. and that's probably a more obvious answer. Ronda Rousey, of course, was in uh, like uh, Expendables Three. Mm-hmm. I believe she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem with Ronda is she can't act. Yeah, she not great. Didn't do too great interacting. In the, I mean, she's cool. It's cool to see her. Not great performances. I, my obvious one, I was going to say Israel Adesanya. Ooh, okay. Interesting, actually. Interesting. I just feel like he can, he has that um, presence. Yeah. Because that's kind of what I'm looking for in terms of a movie star. The Rock. Was The Rock ever, like, the best in-ring performer in WWE? No. Mm-hmm. Honestly, his moveset kind of limited in some ways. Yeah. Like he's yeah. not the best wrestler. But why why was he one of the biggest stars in the company? The guy exactly. could obviously cut a promo like no other. Yeah. He had the charisma and the presence about him. Yep. I yep. mean you could and then you can copy and paste that for John Cena and Batista. Mm-hmm. Batista's kind of an interesting one. He it feels is. a little different. Like it's kind of a, a surprise. 
that mm-hmm. he really took off the way he did. Like you can see it with The Rock and John Cena. Yeah. Batista yeah. was never necessarily like that great on the microphone. Well, and um, Noah, a lot of people, I've seen this on Twitter, between the three, a lot of people think Batista's the best actor of the three as well. He hasn't had like mm-hmm. as obviously The Rock's had the the biggest movies and roles, but a lot of people think Dave Batista is like in terms of an actor, the best of the three. You would think The Rock has had the biggest career, but in some ways, I mean if you went by, if you took the, the total box office from all their movies, well, Batista does have the advantage of being <laughs> yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> you're right. And you're that's right. what I was going to say, though. Like, Batista, yes, has been in some movies outside of being Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers and whatnot. But Yeah, I just watched him in uh, Glass Onion couple weeks ago yeah oh yeah why did i not think of that that movie i had a, i like that movie a lot that was good that was good yeah um and he's good in it i think yeah. uh i wish he was in but it, i don't know like outside of that though what's I, I don't know if there's another performance that to me is like yes i fucking love dave batista and that why you talk i'm gonna pull it up because he has a brand new one about to come out i know he was in like that netflix movie army of the dead i didn't see that he was in a movie last year with uh kumail nanjani i think is how you say it stuber yeah um i haven't seen either of those what were you gonna say he's about to be in a new movie it comes out february 3rd knock at the cabin he's i did hear about this i'm actually excited for that too yeah he is he is in that movie main character interesting trailer if you haven't seen it give it a look it's an yeah. interesting concept of a movie so i'm we'll not shocked that, that dom won't likes the idea of that movie isn't that oh i don't know if i do like it i i, oh, I don't know really? what i think about it i'm that's, i'm intrigued by it is yes what i should say that's the word i think i think the plot's <laughs> intriguing i don't know if i've actually seen the trailer though so it's I might... it's interesting yeah the the plot synopsis i thought sounded interesting it's, it's supposed to be a horror movie ain't it in a way but like they're not necessarily like tormenting mm. this family either. Yeah. They're trying to do it for the good of the world. It's a weird. And so it sounds almost good. like a thriller, like yeah. a thriller more so. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, though, like I, if I look back on like John Cena's acting career, you know, I think his, a lot of people liked him in that Bumblebee Transformers movie. I haven't seen that, but there's a movie, there's a comedy that I think is very underrated. Have you ever seen the comedy Blockers? I have heard my parents talk about it, but I've actually that not seen the That movie is hysterical. I, and I he lie. is the best part about really? that movie. He That's is awesome. so good in it. He plays like he, he he plays against what you would expect from him in that movie, and it's yeah. so good. Do you like him in Suicide Squad? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. great in that as well. I didn't think about that and one. Now got he's got a whole show. show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Those have kind of been the defining John Cena roles for me. I remember way back in the day, me and a couple buddies going to see 12 Rounds back 12 when he was still wrestling. And, uh, he did Marine The two, Marine, right? the yeah, first yeah. one. He did the yeah. Marine. So um, mm. that was a different time for John Cena. Meanwhile, The Rock has been in like so much. And Dominic, yeah. you are an avid Rock fanboy. I am, yeah. So, uh, What is kind of the, what's, what is your favorite Rock Ooh. movie? Oh man! That's, I'm assuming uh, I know you haven't seen a lot of movies. I've seen a some lot would of his. say any, but I am assuming you've seen the majority of his. Yeah. Um. I mean, and well, I I want to say this. A lot of people don't really think that the he. A lot of people say he always looks the same or has the same type of mm. role in the movie. But like, 
he's a humongous human being. You can only do so much with his capabilities, I suppose, in a movie. Uh, but I actually really enjoy, I think the one we've probably watched the most, and I, it's more of like a family thing. My dad loves it, so we would always watch it when I was younger and stuff. Walking Tall was oh, a, okay. a really good movie that we liked. That. Um, I personally really enjoy Rampage. I think it's a really fun, like, oh, action-packed okay. movie. Yeah, Rampage. I thought you were going to say, when you were talking about, like, kids, I thought you were going to say The Game Plan. I really like The Game Plan. Don't And fuck anybody who says otherwise. Fun fact, and I don't know if you know this, my little sister's name is from The Game Plan, Peyton. That is why we uh, named her that. So, yeah, that that's a fun one. Um, what was the... He was the Tooth Fairy in a movie. I mean, he's he's been in... A lot of movies. Um, I haven't seen Black Adam, but apparently not good reviews. They kind of discontinued it from DC, I think he announced yeah. as well. So I haven't seen it. I would like to see yeah, it. Yeah, they brought it. So, that's, so there's some there's some weird shit going on with that. I guess uh, James Gunn was brought in. He's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah, over okay. a Marvel side. DC brought him in, hired him to be kind of like the the head guy and kind of creating their Damn. version of the They MCU. probably paid him a bag, huh? Yeah, to be like their version of what the guy, I know you probably don't know his name, but Kevin Feige is like kind of the head okay. creative guy for the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. DC tried to do their cinematic universe and it kind of failed. Yeah. Black Adam was kind of the last. It just Try. didn't do very, it didn't do very well at the box office compared to what the projections were. Right. Personally, I actually think it's a pretty fun movie. Um, pretty action packed. It's kind of stupid at points, but like mm-hmm. sometimes you, I don't need to ha- always have a movie that like makes me think or gives me all these like really yeah. big messages. Like sometimes yeah, I just yeah. want to watch a popcorn action you have movie fun. and just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Trevor and Luke used to say the cheeseburger and beer. Yeah, I like that. that. I like that. that. That's yeah. the kind of movie that Black Adam is. And I think it's I think it's fine. I think he's good in it. A lot of people didn't like his performance. I thought he was good in it. Well, it was like his first big superhero role. Yeah. You know, so I well, thought like the been, pressure was I there. mean, he had been wanting to be Black Adam for like 15 years. Yeah, like, a long time. So I kind of feel bad for him that it's uh, mm, sort of yeah. flopped on him. But if I had to pick like my defining, this is, we really went off the rails. We are tangenting here hard. <laughs> People are like, what's this WWE talk on my <laughs> MMA show? My, my favorite, the rock performance. I thought he was good in like central intelligence. Oh, that is a good one. That yeah, is so funny. He kind of plays against type. I actually just watched the movie. Him and him and Kevin Hart were like the voice of uh DC league super of super pets. pets. I love. Didn't that really, movie. didn't really, I actually didn't really <laughs> care for it. But I think him and him and Kevin Hart are funny oh, in it. Gosh, I um, love the Jumanji movies. Holy yeah, crap, God, Holy I'm like crap, forgetting dude. some of these movies. You know, a really underrated one he did a while back. Have you ever heard of a movie called Snitch? You know, actually, that might be one I've not seen. So if I remember correctly, it's a smaller one. It's a smaller one. So it was like right after he did Fast Five. But mm-hmm. he and yes, he he's fucking yoked in Fast Five. Yeah. But then this was like 2013, I think. But he looks smaller in this movie, even though like, so it may have been filmed before. I don't yeah. know how that worked, but it's kind of a smaller movie. But it's about, if I remember right, and I'm not gonna remember the plot that well because I saw it in theaters. Back. Does he have a son that gets kidnapped? Yeah, he gets, he has like a okay. son or a daughter that gets kidnapped. And uh, Shane from The Walking Dead, John Bernthal. Oh, 
Oh, nice. You I know. still refer to him as that, even though yeah. he's yeah. kind of known for a lot of other things at this point. But John Bernthal is like the co one of the co leads of the movie. He's like a former. Um, he's like a guy that got out of that life, and uh, the Rock needs to kind of infiltrate this group to get his son back. Mm. So he kind of enlists okay. the help of John Bernthal to kind of get him to blend in, whatever. Um, it's pretty good, good movie, yeah. and I think The Rock's great in it. It's a more, it's one of his more like dramatic. This is kind of before he really became like the Rock action movie star. Like, yeah, that he's yeah. Now. Um, a movie that I really hated with him, but I like, I wanted to like it, but man, I hated was that Baywatch. Yeah, that, that was on TV the other day. <laughs> it's just some Oof. like dumb film. Yeah, you know? boy, like... man, that movie woof, stunk. <laughs> But I think Israel Asanya has the okay, potential. Yeah. Um, the other one I'll mention, in kind of a Batista capacity, or being like a villain in like an action movie, Francis Ngannou's got the presence. Oh yeah. Or put Big him, guy. put make him like the villain of the next Black Panther movie. Oh, like a, like an actual whole role as the villain, yeah. not just maybe not the, maybe not the main villain, but make him like the heavy, like the 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 muscle yeah, or yeah. the main villain. That would be cool. I think that'd be pretty dope. But those are kind of the two. I mean, Connor is probably definitely the obvious one, but but it all depends. Like on like Connor does have a great whoa. I, Connor has a personality <laughs> type to be a movie star. Um, you know, this is taking me back to the uh, time where we casted for Space Jam. Remember that? Oh, the God. anime version. Uh, Tai Tuivasa, I think, would be hilarious in <laughs> movies. I don't know why I'm thinking Tai Tuivasa, man. Um, who else could be good? It all depends on the role, but like you would assume that an MMA fighter would be in an action movie. Mm. Try to think of someone else who would have like the screen. Michael presence. Chandler could probably be good in a movie. Yeah. The way he acts, his persona. Um, I mean, Dustin, I think Dustin Poirier has the look. He, I don't know if he quite yeah. has the the chops or the want to do something like that. Donald Cerrone was in one of those movies that Ben Shapiro's like company produced or whatever. Well, Michael Bisping did uh, Triple X. The, he did one of those, yeah. He that? did one of those, yeah. Michael um, Bisping. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... Paul Felder. Maybe that's just my selfish love in him of commentating that wants me to see you Paul in a film. Felder. That's an interesting <laughs> choice. I oh, dude, wasn't just, expecting Paul Felder. Think about it. Tai Tuivasa could make some funny comedies. <laughs> we need the, we need like, like a make buddy. him the dad in a dumb comedy movie. You know funny. what I want to see? I want to see like a buddy comedy. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the, what to call it. Like, <laughs> I want to see like I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think Who of a title casting? off the top of my head. So okay, it's a buddy comedy about okay. two brothers. Okay. Who mm, I'm trying to think of what they're doing. They both are in Hawaii. I okay. think you kind of know where this might be going. Okay. Uh, your brothers are tied to Ivasa Max Holloway. Oh, okay. And then the I'm trying to think of what the plot would be. For some reason, the t- only title I can think of is like pineapple on pizza. So like. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can think of because oh. pineapple because i'm associating pineapple with hawaii that's the only okay, reason okay. I, that's all i can think of is, and what is, do they do in pineapple on pizza i'm thinking it's a buddy movie where they're both they both work at a pizza shop they deliver pizzas 
Yes, but there's got to be something that happens, right? So they, how about this? They're delivering pizzas. They take the last pizza of the night to this guy's house. They find him dead in the house. Okay. Okay. So then they freak out because uh-huh. cops show up right as they're leaving. Okay. Cops are like, freeze. They decide, drive off. Yeah. Uh, so now they're on the run. Okay. And uh, they have to try to exonerate themselves at the same time. And then the actual villain turns out to be. I don't know. Cast I'm thinking. I'm thinking. That's when you bring in a big actor. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Ty Tuivasa can't help it because he's such a fun guy. He's doing shoeies, you know, on on yeah. this road trip yeah. and stuff. They go to this bar. He falls for the most attractive woman at the bar. Okay. Who would be played by? I don't know who's someone. Margot uh, Robbie. No, I was going to name an MMA fight. We'll keep the oh, MMA thing oh, going. Sorry, okay. Um, um, who's like a, you know, Nam, you know this shit more than me. You're uh, an attractive MMA fighter. Come on. Um, let's like, go. who's someone would fit with the vibe? Like, uh. You said at a bar. Um, like Mackenzie Dern? Okay, okay. So he falls for Mackenzie Dern and. Okay. It seems like she falls for him back, but then by the end, you find out she was actually the villain all along and ah. was just teasing him. Okay. And she murdered that guy because that was, uh, she had actually been his mistress and okay. fell too hard. Okay. Okay. I see. We're on to something here. Pineapple first, on pizza. <laughs> pineapple on pizza, directed and produced by the Below Average Joes. Who would have thought we would have produced movies, Noah, with our brand expansion? Wow. I man, that was a struggle to get to the end there. I was <laughs> I wasn't I as soon as I thought of the the name, I'm like, fuck, I ain't gonna think of anything else. Pineapple on pizza. That's that's it. Oh, that got me good, dude. Oh, all so right. yeah, I guess that's uh man, that question really just that was all over the place. We tend to you have know, one or two of those per verbal sparring. You know, typically when you you pick something up and carry it, you are taking that thing wherever you want it to go. Mm-hmm. This question took picked us up and yeah. just took. We were just along for the ride. I don't know <laughs> what just happened. But uh, Dominic, that is our final question, so we are going to wrap it up there. That is that is it for this edition of Verbal Sparring. But Dominic, that's not the way we end the show. Nope. Oh, we oh. end it with a little segment called Closing Statements. There the point is. of the show where me and Dominic can talk about anything and everything, MMA-related or not. So Dominic, do you have any closing statements for this Friday edition? Uh, we mentioned it at the top, but I'm just going to polish it off a little more. With the new content that we've kind of put out this week, you're seeing this obviously at the end. So everything's out for you guys to go check out, go see, go support if you think it's something that you would enjoy. For my side of the expansion, it was Battling for Bogey. It's a new golf channel that we created. It's in the description. It's on the featured channels list here on our channel. Um, And we're just going to have weekly course vlogs. We're going out, we're doing challenges. We're having fun. We're trying to beat certain scores, matches, all the fun stuff. Noah gave me a great idea on his debut episode of This Weekend in Sports, so go listen there. Um, But just implementing all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to just show the fun side of golf for the people that are, as I like to kind of make the tagline of the brand, it's presented by the Blue Average Joes, created 
for the below average golfer. So if that fits you or thinks it's something that you'd enjoy watching, come give us a find. Uh, you can find us much like the MMA show at the Baj golf on Twitter, mm. Instagram, and TikTok. So I'm pumped, man. I'm so excited. We're doing all this new stuff. It's going to be a huge year and beyond saddle up. Well said, Dom. My closing statement is I have to pee. <laughs> so my name's Noah Baker. That's Dominic Slee. We are but just two of the below average Joes, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Be there. Uh, Cage side rewind. God damn it. <laughs>